Welcome to Virtual Theater, the podcast all about video game movies and the stories that shape them. My name is Andy Spiteri, back alongside Gooey Fame. Goo, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I'm doing great, and we are finally back to covering video game movies on this video game movie podcast. It feels like it's been a while. Yeah, I guess we haven't talked about a video game movie. What was the last video game movie we did? I don't even remember. Um, uh-oh. Yeah, uh-oh. But let's see. We did John Wick, we did Black Lives Matter, and we did Pokemon? Oh, it was I, Pokemon. I think it was Pokemon. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was Pokemon. Ending. Wow, okay. Well, we're back on track for a week. But uh, yeah, I guess... next week we're doing Tron. <laughs> hey, that's that's more in line, I think. Uh, roll tight on that. <laughs> so yeah, I'm uh, I'm doing good. I'm excited Sweet. to talk about uh, the the movie that we watched uh, yesterday, which was Hitman, and it was it was finally time to pay the rent, as they say. We tried to put it <laughs> off and put it off, but here we are. We finally had to watch it, and it's it's probably exactly what you guys think. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like. I was hoping for something better. I knew it wasn't going to be good, but I feel like it had potential to be something. Uh, yeah. But, you know, it was un- it was unsurprisingly bad still. Well, we got a we got a few things to get to before we get into Hitman. And the first and most important of all of uh, the, the news that we have, Gooey, is rumor has it there is a new YouTube channel that you are spearheading oh. and have a cool project going on. Why don't you tell everybody about it? Yeah, I got my own channel now. I think it's just my, my name. I think it's just Gooey Fame. I don't know what I think uh, I got to get a. Can you change the URL on those? I don't know. I'll figure that out. But uh, the reason I'm starting this is because I have my own series of, uh, I guess, mini podcasts I'm doing where I'm going chronologically through every single dungeon in the Zelda series and I'm gonna and I'm just quickly giving my thoughts on them kind of sort of stream of conscious a little bit and then I'm gonna rank them all so I don't know how I'm gonna keep this short over time but eventually one day I will get to some of the heavy hitters and that's where it's gonna get really interesting but uh yeah Come check it out. Uh, right now, we got the first episode up. It's called Gooey's Dungeon Dive. Shout out to that. Uh, I was watching yesterday, Goo, and um, I just... People don't understand, like, how hard podcasting is to, like, kind of make sure that you always have something to say and, like, keep it going. And it's hard when there's two people, but it's really hard when there's one person. And I think that you did a great job with that, because I, I could tell, that, like, you didn't really have a script. It was, like, maybe bullet pointy but like yeah you, basically, you're basically just yeah you, you were calling it in the ring and, and i thought you did a really good job it's like it's really hard to do that solo really hard yeah i i've never tried it before really and uh, uh you know that's not true i tried it back in the day doing a couple intros for podcasts and stuff but uh then i quickly was like i can't i can't do this and so this is my first crack back at it and it was honestly it's been kind of fun to do i've put, i've recorded a couple that i'm still working on and uh i i'm i'm taking to it a little bit better than i thought i would i guess nice so that is uh on youtube at uh, gooey fame's channel so check that out let's get into some video game news video game movie news rather it feels like it's been forever since we've had any of this but we actually got um, two servings of news the last uh, couple weeks here, and uh, 
the most exciting in my mind is that Cuphead is uh, is coming to what was it Netflix? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think it's on Netflix. They're doing a series. That that to me is a franchise that was like made for TV because it already looks like an old cartoon TV movie. So it feels like just it, you know it feels like uh, peanut butter and jelly going together on a sandwich there. So I th- I think that that'll be pretty cool. I haven't actually played Cuphead yet, but um, I really enjoyed the artistic direction of it. So I I definitely check that out. And maybe play the game too in uh, preparation for that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it looks it's a sharp looking game. It looks really fun, and I, yeah, it lends itself well to an animated show for sure. Uh, did you ever check out Cuphead? No, no. Um, I mean, I've watched plenty of people play it, but it it looks like a game I would love. It's like a you know, platforming shooter. It looks kind of like Mega Man to me or something. <laughs> yeah, almost. Um, yeah, I'm like I'm kind of a wimp, so like it looked like really hard, and I was like, I don't know if I just want to play a game and die over and over and over again. So. Eh. People do say it's hard. That's kind of the meme about it. But um, I've heard mixed things. I, I've heard that's kind of a little overblown, which I, I think is it could be partially true. Like, I think um, it probably just probably feels more like a, a more classic <laughs> sort right. of game. Yeah. Um, and the second series coming to uh, the TV screens around the world is Disco Elysium. Now, Goo, yes. I, I'm like completely in the dark about this, actually. So you're going to have to take the reins on this. Um, all, all I, I didn't really read the articles about it other than that there is a show being made about it. But the game itself, it, I mean, it's still fairly new. It's it's a game I want to try out, but I think it's only on PC right now. I think um, I'm hoping that it comes to a console because um, it's it it seems like a really interesting game. It's like a uh it's like an RPG game where you but like you're uh investigating like I think a murder or something like that. But uh it's um I don't know, it's got a cool it's got a cool look to it. It looks like very uh you know, it's it's kind of rooted in like real world stuff. There's like there's like I think a political element to it too, like uh I know the Ooh. guy, the guys who, uh, or I don't even know who made it specifically, but the the people who made this game, when they, I think they won something at the Game Awards this past year for the game itself. Um, what was it? It, it? You know what? You're you're totally right. Actually, I I remember that. Yeah. Um, and actually, well, if you're looking that up, uh, I do have a little bit of good news. It's coming to PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch later in 2020. So, so I'm I'm totally gonna get it because I, yeah. I'm just interested. It's also it's like I said, it's got a it's got like a a political slant to it more so than like most games try to do, which I I always think is like, uh, you know. <laughs> uh, fun to engage with, I guess. I remember. In- and here, here we go. It's, uh, it won four awards. It was nominated for four awards at the Game Awards and won all of them. So wow, that's sick. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember the main thing I remember that f- like first kind of put it on my radar, and then I was hearing people talk about it was at for their acceptance speech at the Game Awards. Uh, the creators thanked Karl Marx and Frederick Engels. Uh, <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think that's cool <laughs> to see, you know, people with that sort of uh, sort of uh, angle, you know, make a game like this. So 
I think, I think yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to check this out actually because it it won the best story, it won the best role playing game, it won the best narrative, um, won uh, what else did it win here? Uh, it won the best indie game, so that's that's pretty awesome actually. This game looks wicked now that I'm looking uh, a little bit more into it. So I'm, you know, I I, I wasn't excited before, but I'm I'm pretty pumped <laughs> about it right now. Awesome, yeah. So I'm I'm hoping it's I'm hoping it's actually good. I've heard good things beyond. Just like, you know, like people at first being like, oh, cool. They're like political or whatever. But that was, you know, how I first heard about it. But I've heard good things since then. So, yeah, I want to check it out. Cool. Well, we'll keep an eye on that TV series and maybe we'll, we'll play the game before it uh, eventually makes its way to the to the small screens. But let's get into the action. What we're here for. We've been promising it for weeks and now we're <laughs> finally delivering it's Hitman, baby. Sure, everyone right. was waiting for this. This was released uh, November 21st, 2007, directed by French director Xavier Jens. Is that how you say his last name? I think so. <laughs> sure. Sure. Uh, and it stars Timothy Oliphant, uh, Dugray Scott, and Olga Kurilenko. So, uh, a, nice job. <laughs> an, an all-star cast right there. <laughs> um I was I was doing a little bit of research into this movie and every bit of research that I found about it pointed to the fact that this was going to be a disaster which so I was actually really excited <laughs> when I when I sat down to watch I, and I was really excited because the first the first thing I saw about Hitman is apparently Vin Diesel was signed on to executive produce and star in the movie and I was just like I would have hated this movie if I had to watch Vin Diesel oh cuz I I'm sorry, man. I'm not a Vin Diesel <laughs> that, fan. I think he's a horrible actor. That might have saved this movie. Oh. <laughs> Vin Vin Diesel is way closer in my head to Agent 47 than Timothy Oliphant is. <laughs> you know, at at least like at least Oliphant was like a little bit different and is like kind of a good actor. I mean, he's not good in this role, but like He's like kind of good. I feel like Vin Diesel is like he's the worst. I can't think of one well acted. He's a treasure. He's a national treasure. (laughs) Oh no! Yeah. So we were Sam and I were watching Netflix the other night, and she's like, "What do you want to watch?" And I was like, "I don't know." She's like, "Do you want to watch The Fast and the Furious?" And I literally laughed out loud. Laughed out loud. (sighs) One day you'll understand. (laughs) One day you'll understand. Seriously, though, like, um, just going to jump ahead real quick because it, it's it's a big thing in this movie. Like, I I thought no one is good in this, I don't think. But I really hated Timothy Oliphant as the the titular hitman. Um, I don't know. It's just not what I imagine when I think about what I like. And maybe this is the newer games talking, but like Agent 47 is always so like short spoken but it's always hilarious um, and to the point. And I don't know, mm. they tried to make him super emotional and all this stuff. And it's just so fucking cheesy, the whole movie. <laughs> and I, it's it was unbearable. And I don't even think he's a bad actor. I just think he was miscast. And also, obviously, the script sucks shit. <laughs> so the, I just wanted to get that out of the way, that he was terrible. Everyone was terrible <laughs> in this movie. <laughs> the the script like sucks shit uh that that is very apropos it's it's so fucking bad actually like 
and and no, nobody is good in this movie, but that's kind of okay. I, I you know I would have taken I would have taken this movie with what we got over a Vin Diesel like no Agent Forty Seven. <laughs> but you know, I also I also kind of come into it where like I I never played Hitman because I was just like these games look terrible to me. Like they look yeah. like generic and cheesy and just like lame. So I, I never played Hitman. I I'm only a recent hitman uh, in the past couple years convert. And it's only based on the games that have come out since this movie. Um, I have gone back now and watched. So it's like some people play older games and it's fun to watch. They're, they're actually kind of fun, cheesy games, but uh, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Like I, I wouldn't have come to this ever as like, God, I, I got to see what they do with the Hitman movie. Though I think it's possible. I think there is a good... There's like on paper, I I could probably pitch a, a fun Hitman movie. Well, I mean, <laughs> they did. They made another Hitman movie, which we'll probably eventually get to on virtual <sighs> yeah. theater here. Which, I don't, but I, I like... I don't know. That one... This, this kind of reminds me of like the Punisher movies where it's like they made a bunch of different Punishers, but like they're all just kind of soulless and like none of them are very good. I could definitely see this being kind of Punisher-esque. Does it seem like... Yeah, it probably is. I'm sure Agent 47 will also be disappointing. It really feels like... After the movie was over, there's all these, like, suggested titles you might like. There's a lot of great Vin Diesel titles, too, that they recommended. (laughs) But um, there was also a lot of of Jason Statham (laughs) movies... Uh, including like the transporter, which I haven't really watched since back in the day, but, and I know they're bad, but I feel like that's probably just like, should have been the Hitman movies is the transporter. Cause honestly, yeah, Statham would have been good. He would have been good as, as, as agent 47 for sure. Dude's already bald. Like it, seeing Timothy Oliphant with no hair was, was kind of weird. Yeah. And his face just sucks in this. Like he always looks like <laughs> he's got to take a shit or something. Like I just hated him so much in this movie. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, I don't know. Oh man. This, this episode's going ass. off the fucking rails. <laughs> Somebody punches him in the face and just craps himself. <laughs> <laughs> I swear he did. Uh, okay, let's. You know, I actually I read this little piece of business, um, and it got me really excited for this movie because this is the second virtual theater movie where the director was fired halfway through. Yes. So, <laughs> so like, I was just like, this is gonna be fucking sick when when we watched it. So the release of the film was set back a few months to allow for reshooting of several scenes. These this included a sword fight between four assassins. That was actually and, uh, badass. That was the that only, was, only that was pretty good. <laughs> the only good minute of the movie. <laughs> um, okay, so they added in the sword fight, and uh, they added in a bunch of other shit. And um, the train sequence was, like, totally different. And then, apparently, before the film's release, uh, Fox fired Xavier Jens and denied him the final cut. And some other director was brought in. And ironically, um, Xavier Jens and and also Olga, whatever her name is, both said that their favorite part of the movie was the train platform sequence, which they totally replaced. So I wonder, I wonder what that would have looked like. Hmm. 
interesting. <laughs> yeah. What what could they have done with the train platform? I, I don't know. Pro- it would have been as cool as a sword fight, though. No. Oh, my God. We'll talk about that scene, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get there. Um, all right. So two little quick notes here. In Discord yesterday, uh, Rune Wolf was just like, hey, didn't they like use the, the footage from X-Men or something like that in the opening sequence here? And he was very close. Uh, what they used in the opening prologue was actually cut footage from the TV show Dark Angel, which I Seriously? think had, I think that was, was that Jessica Alba in it. I think back in the day. Oh, I think so. I don't know. You know what? You know what? Actually, I I have to I have to look this up really quick. Yeah, that's Jessica Alba. Um, (laughs) Anyways, so there was like there was like a it was a similar esque kind of movie, but clones and shit. And they just literally lifted that footage and put it right into the opening. So that should tell you a lot that you need to know. And the best piece of Hitman trivia that I found when I was doing my research for this movie is Timothy Oliphant did an interview, and he's like, the only reason that I signed up to play Agent 47 was to pay off my house. Hell yeah. I thought that was so <laughs> fucking funny. Apparently, he just bought a new house. He was on the show Deadwood. It got canceled, and he was like, fuck. So he's wow. just like, well, guess I better play Agent 47. Well, it shows. <laughs> Let's just it, say. Yep. Again, no shade to this guy. I like, I like him, I think. But... It's not good. Uh, you know what? So nobody was good in this movie, but like, I don't feel, <laughs> I don't feel like anyone was like horrid. Like, I feel like the script was just so bad that it was impossible for anyone to be good. And it's not, they didn't do the best they could with what they had necessarily, but like it, it was the script that was truly awful versus like the actors that were awful. Yeah. Yeah. And it never transcends. It never, it never really gets so awful that you're like, feeling it you know it's just like so stale and so boring and you're trudging through it the whole time i don't know you know i i don't know what maybe i'm i'm jumping ahead here but like i don't i didn't hate this movie like it was bad and like i it wasn't it wasn't bad enough to be like awesome like i was hoping but like it it wasn't bad enough like it wasn't um Oh Jesus! What was that Uwe Bull movie we watched? Alone in the Dark, like that. That okay. was the drizzling shit. Yeah. This is this is not that bad. I don't think. Yeah, no, this is somewhere more in the Assassin's Creed range of the scale. I would, don't know. Would you say so? Because I've like, to me, Assassin's Creed was like so bland and so yeah. boring. Like this one isn't quite even that. Like it's not. I don't think it's boring, but it doesn't make sense and nothing is good about it. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, it had it had higher highs than Assassin's Creed for me. Um, but that was like not saying much. That's like a moment or two, you know? Yeah, okay. I, I can I can live with that. I, I uh, definitely let's, hated let's get it in... more than you, for sure. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know if I hated it. Like, it, it was really bad. But I was also just like, I don't know, I was kind of laughing at it like the whole time. Maybe I was just in a good mood, but I was like, just kind of chuckling like this makes no fucking sense. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know. Maybe I was just I was having kind I, of a good time yeah, watching it. I could have used maybe maybe a yeah, maybe if you were there would probably have a little bit more fun with it. Probably like I could totally see uh, that because it's there is stuff to 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 mock the whole time for sure. There it is. That's the word. I was like mocking it. Yeah. 
And I was kind of having fun mocking it, which we'll we'll get to. I wrote down some stuff when we when I was watching the movie here. But um, yeah, my my first thought, the first thing I wrote down, my first note was like, if this movie isn't a disaster, I'm going to be disappointed. So like, I don't uh, I don't know <laughs> that it was quite a, the disaster that I hoped for. So I think that this is a disappointing movie. You know what? Yeah, I would say, and maybe it's not even necessarily a slog. I just feel like I put myself there because I was the whole time, like, waiting for something to happen, for it to, like, become something, like, to become, like, truly terrible and hilarious or to be to become like maybe surprisingly funny or cool or something but instead (laughs) it's just like the whole time i'm just like on the edge of my seat finding about about uh, about their like political intrigue and all this stuff and i'm just like "Uh uh-huh uh-huh so let's let's get to the sword (laughs) fight you know and then that's really all i had no there's a couple good blood splatters too but mostly it's like I was just like bracing myself the whole movie for like something to to, right. to hook me, you know. Yeah, I, I can I can totally get that. Um, it was it I, wasn't going to be the what? characters, so yeah, definitely not. It, it probably doesn't help that we also just watched John Wick, which is like a million times better. <laughs> like it's it's kind of the same kind of movie, but like this is it's just so much better than this. Yeah, like in every metric. That's a good point. That's that's something that I you know I've played the new Hitman game and and like I have the second one but I've mostly watched that one and it does have a similar kind of thing where there's this whole like thread of like it's it's a it feels a little bit more like realistic I guess but there is kind of this like secret you know cabal of rich and powerful people and all all this kind of like intrigue with the agency and stuff. And it does kind of remind me of John wick where there's like layers to this stuff. And it's, it's fun in a similar way in the game because it is kind of just like not the main thing you're worried about. You're mostly worried about like, okay, how do I get inside the chicken suit so I can like sneak inside the party? Uh, you know, know, that kind of stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. but in this movie, it feels like a similar thing that a lot of sometimes a lot of video game movies do where they go, all right, I know like you got to play through hours and hours of video game series to like slowly pick away at this lore, but like we just got to get it all in this one movie, you know? So, yeah. <laughs> so like they, they're they just really trying to get everything they can about all these characters, you know, like this all these different people investigating him and all this stuff. And it's just too much, you know, like, I don't know, just, just have him be a hitman. He wasn't really being a hitman most of the movie, you know? Yeah. I I have some thoughts about the whole, like the, his whole gimmick actually, which we see in the, in the opening intro here where he's getting his barcode tattoo and like, right. it's kind of weird. Cause it's like, it's like, is this dude a clone or like, was he trained or like, was he, and like, they kind of, they never really answer that question, like I don't think in this movie. And there's a scene later in the movie which I'll we'll touch upon when we get there. But the opening, the opening like little montage here lasts like forever, and uh, <laughs> it's it's got some like kind of nice little music to it. But like <laughs> uh, to to me, it was I was just like, okay, like I feel like this is supposed to be telling me something, but like I I don't get it. But but that's okay. Um, so the movie picks up. We are in London, England. Of course, it's raining. And uh, we see Agent 47 
and he is in some guy named Inspector Mike's home, <laughs> and uh, he's 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 broken in. He's sitting at Inspector Mike's desk. He looks menacingly at him. Inspector Mike is like, "Are you here to kill me?" Forty-seven just looks him right in the eyes and says, "Let me ask you a question, Mike. How can a good man decide when to kill?" <laughs> so that that actually, I was I was just like kind of hopeful at this point. I was like, "Okay, this is gonna be fucking sweet" because it's like it's campy and it's ridiculous. And this this is like so badly delivered that I I, I was like this is awesome. I I was thinking like because then they <laughs> they flash back like whatever hours earlier and I'm like oh god this is gonna be it's like a worthless framing device like it didn't need to start this way and nope. it yeah it didn't hook me so I was just like great I'm good they're gonna come back to this and I'm gonna forget <laughs> that he was even there. And it's, I'm yeah, like, oh, I thought yeah, it was, was like, like talking to this. It guy. was just like so bad that it was it was great. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'll give it. I'll give you that. I guess <laughs> I, I did. I, I don't know. Like kind of like you said about about Oliphant, like always having to take a shit. Just like, oh, how can you decide when a good man kills? I was like, that does, okay, that doesn't make any sense at all. But cool. I feel like they um, but yeah. they hadn't given me much to be confused about yet. But I was still like, what the fuck are they talking about? Like, <laughs> exactly so at this point i was like i was just like okay sweet like this is gonna be just totally awful and i was i was ready for a totally awful movie yeah i was i was feeling that i was like okay let's let's get to it yeah i don't know that it it lived up to the promise of this horribly delivered line for me but uh the intro here i thought was awesome actually i thought this next scene was pretty awesome too so they go back three months um we're in niger and some dude is like getting viciously tortured. He has his arm oh, chopped off with a machete. I forgot this. I was scene. just like, "Holy <laughs> fuck!" And like the so forty-seven stuffed C four in this poor bastard's stomach or something like that, and like sewed up his throat, and then like blows up all the people torturing this guy. I was just like, "Fuck yeah!" Like I'm I'm into it at this point. You know what? I do remember that scene now. I don't know how I forgot, but um, I was I was just taken aback so much by like again what maybe I should have realized at this point. It it only came later that I stopped worrying about it. But I was like, what are they talking about? Like I I just didn't understand. I I had lost the thread of what was happening. So when like that shocking thing happens, like I was I was kind of out of it. So it like. It didn't, you know, it just didn't strike a chord with me as much as it would have if, you know, if it wasn't such a so confusing, you know, it is like super weird. And like, you're totally right. Like nothing like they're talking about something, but like it, it truly doesn't matter what they're saying. There's, These guys there's don't all the come cops back. here. <laughs> so, yeah, no, the, the only purpose of this is to kind of establish that like 47 is like the best killer. And then you see inspector mike and like he's he's been tracking 47 and he's telling people that like he's killed at least 100 people and yeah that's basically the point of the scene is just to establish what like what a badass 47 is you know i don't want to i don't want to like punch up the movie especially i i can't make a good movie but a great way to do that would have just been to start the fucking movie with him on a mission (laughs) you know what i mean like Part of the fun of Hitman is the there's stealth which doesn't exist in this movie at all. Nope. Uh, 
you know, like taking different disguises and blending into the crowd in a fun way, which he only have does once in the whole movie. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm glad you said that because I I made a note that I'll bring up later and about that. And then, yeah, like doing these super creative kills. Why not just have him on a mission in the beginning to get these guys or whoever, maybe the guy he's got to get later. And you don't you don't need to tell us all this stuff about him. Just show us that he kicks ass. You know what I mean? You could even just have some, you know, cut cut away from the inspector with some. You know, you could add some like narration, kind of like actually kind of like in John Wick where he's smashing the floor and you have uh, Vigo kind of like telling you a little bit about him, you know, right? just little bits, you know, like I, I would have ripped off James Bond, actually, and like started off with like one of those action sequences. Yes, and like, yeah, then you, then you can just be like you can have Inspector Mike like telling like he could just be like, you know, use the same trope that like everybody uses where he's like telling his his subordinates or whatever about 47 and you're like kind of interweaving it with what 47 is doing uh that would have been that would have been fine it wouldn't have been like super original but it would have been fine yeah as long as long as you had like a just a fun sequence that would have been fine but like they they cut in this where they just go to he's already got the bomb he's already there and then in the next i think the next hit he has to do they just cut to him doing it you know like yeah. But part of the fun is like the setup and like some of the action involved. And there's just no action here. It's just people's bodies exploding, which was pretty cool. <laughs> I, I will say I was I was startled when the one dude like chopped off his arm with the machete because I thought that he was about to get shot in the head by uh, 47. So like when he actually like fucking chopped his arm off, I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah, I like I like that they had the gore there. <laughs> I just yeah, they just needed more to go with it. Then I exposition. I feel like that dude would have been like fucking dead too from no first of all, he would have been dead after getting his arm chopped off cuz he probably would have bled out like instantly. But also, like the dude had his throat slit, did he not? And it was like stitched back up. And also he has C4 inside of him. Yeah, he, I think he cut him open and put C4 in his throat, right? Or something. I mean, like this. This dude is is dead for sure. We want, right? yeah. Like, <laughs> no, definitely. <laughs> and we do know now that the Agent Forty Seven is is ruthless. So okay. Yeah, this dude is fucking Hannibal Lecter, just <laughs> cutting people's throats open. I've been watching Hannibal, by the way. That's that's an amazing show. That's, I hope that they do season four. That's a fine show. Yeah. Um, okay, so I actually I. I loved this scene because it was so fucking ridiculous, too. So 47 is at a bar and some Roll Tide girl starts talking to him. And Gooey, I see this trope all the time where like like a random, really good looking girl starts talking to a guy at a bar. I have never in my life seen like a a girl by herself approach a guy at a bar. But I see this all the time in tropes or in movies and stuff like that. Have you ever actually seen this in practice in your life ever? Well, maybe, you know, maybe if you were as uh, suave as uh, Agent 47, you'll see this. <laughs> I guess, uh, maybe. I mean, yeah, sure. I've seen I've seen people. I mean, I don't go to bars a lot, but I've definitely seen people initiate conversations uh, both ways. But I mean, there this trope, this trope is stupid to me or like it can be done well, but it's. It's more for me the other side of it where like, he, like oh he doesn't care <laughs> you know like 
I don't know. That That's the second part of this. It was so fucking bad because he's like, he just like cold ass rejects this girl. And like this whole, I don't know. I think the whole thing was done to just show that like, like 47 could hit that if you wanted, but he's just such a cool badass that he doesn't need to or something. I was, just, I was like, my eyes were in the back of my skull. I was just like, fuck, this is so brutal, there's, which is really just a sign of things to come. Yeah, there's a lot of other movie relationship tropes in this movie that, you know, there are good examples, like, uh, you know, there's movies where there are good movies that have these things, but this is just like really scraping the bottom of the barrel and just kind of stealing those things without really any consideration or anything put into it. Yeah, like I mentioned Bond earlier and this to me feels like a scene from Bond where like like it's an overused movie trope that I've never seen in, in my life ever but like they I don't know it was so like charmless to me like when Bond does it he's like charming and it's like kind of fun and whatever and like that is not there is no charm in this movie with with anybody so yeah I was I was just like Okay, like we get it. Forty-seven is a baller, but like I don't know. It was I, it was I so did, fucking lame. I didn't actually get that impression though by him. So I don't, you know, I don't know. I like I think that's what we were supposed to yes, think. Yes, definitely. But then, but then, like he like he like rejects her so badly, and it, it was almost like he was afraid of like close contact <laughs> rather than he was like rather like than him being like too cool for for that. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. there's one, like, if Bond was just like, like, no, sweetie, sorry, I got plans or something. And, and like, he did that cool and, like, slid out of there. Like, okay, cool. But, like, he was just like, <laughs> uh, 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 excuse me. Yeah, no. And I was like, okay. Yeah, he sucks. And I thought, like, okay, well, <laughs> maybe this is just going to, like, it's going to come back. You know, like, this character is going to, like, show oh, up. Oh, yeah, or for sure. But no, it's, I th- it's worth it. I thought she was going to be, like, an assassin or something. Yeah, now that would have been cool. <laughs> Fuck, yeah, that would have been awesome, but I don't know. You know what? I, I do got to give props to our boy Oliphant, though. This dude is fucking jacked in this movie. He is built like Thanos. He is huge. Yeah, yeah, he's fit. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I, I was trying to think of, like, some other Timothy Oliphant movies or shows and, like, I, I recognize like a bunch of them that I found him in, but I I can't pick out any of his specific roles. So like I was having a hard time remembering if he was always this jacked or if he was more like, like kind of, you know, like, like my physique basically. And, uh, I, I couldn't really remember that, but, uh, I, the dude was huge in this movie. <laughs> Timothy, come take your shirt off. <laughs> yeah. Well, easy to see, easy to see why this girl, uh, slid up <laughs> sure. to him in that bar, I guess. Um, okay, so we're back in 47's hotel room, and he's getting a contract through his laptop, who sounds like Siri. Sounds fucking horrible also, by the way. They, they, I like that they what they tried to do, but like with the voice distortion, but it, it fucking sounded awful. Yeah, and I, th- I don't know why. I thought like this was going to be a character who matters <laughs> too, but... Yeah, me, me too. I thought that it was going to be... And actually, like, well, actually, we'll, we'll get there when we get there. But yeah, this this Siri sounds fucking terrible. But anyway, so Siri is just like, okay, 47, you have a new contract. You have to publicly kill the Russian president, Belikov, and uh, you need to make it public. So Ford is like, goo, like you said, we skip directly to the scene, like directly. 
and 47 is on a perch. He's like a million miles away, but he dead ass snipes Belikov in the forehead. It's like kind of cool. Cool shot. shot. Yeah. And like the blood splatter was cool. But again, you know, I would have just liked to see the actual mission, you know, like that's that's what's fun, too, is like the sneaking around, getting your getting your kill set up and all this stuff, you know, like, oh, maybe something goes wrong and you got to alternate your plan, you know, but instead it was just like cut to the assassination, you know? Yeah. Like I, I, I agree. I I felt like we were jumping all over the place here. Cause like we, we started off in England, then we were in Niger. Now we're in St. Petersburg. Like later we go to Istanbul. Like we're all over the fucking place here. So I actually thought the hotel was not even in Russia because we were jumping around so much. So I was like, Oh, like how did he get there so quickly? Um, but yeah, uh, the shot was cool, but we're, it's going way too fast. But nevertheless, we are in St. Petersburg and uh, 47 gets a notice from his employers that there is a witness to uh, to his crimes. <laughs> and this witness is Nika Boranina. They basically say that it was bullshit and like a conspiracy. But like there's yeah, from what we see, like we're in, yeah, we instantly so, cut yeah. to him like alone in a clock tower. So like. Maybe we're left to infer like, okay, well, I guess she could have seen him walking up or something or like, I don't know. But like, it would have been good to at least set up where it's plausible that she sees him because 47 is just like, oh, okay, I'll go kill her. And like, he kind of seems like an idiot. That's what I'm saying. Like, I guess it makes sense that it doesn't make sense. But like the the plot, I think would have had more attention to it if you show the mission and like she's there you know you could just show her in the scene you don't even have to like show her like directly looking at him or anything but she's just memorable she's got the tattoo and everything so like why not make it at least seem plausible to add some like uh yeah some stakes to this because i was instead like confused and it wasn't i and i was like that doesn't make sense and not in a way that was like there's something up here but just in a way i was like what the okay i don't know <laughs> like like literally you're just like did she have a fucking telescope and like she was star searching and like happened to see him like that doesn't make any sense yeah. and <laughs> yeah like like also i mean like who cares if you had a witness like fuck you look you're you're like the most bland vanilla looking guy ever well sort you know? of like like he is very bald and has a barcode tattooed on the back of his head <laughs> so yeah. in some ways um like uh, an awful way to to have your secret assassin order be is to put barcodes on the back of their heads we're gonna come back to that later (laughs) i'm 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 glad that you mentioned the tattoos actually because when we first saw nika i was just like this this woman could not look more like lisbeth salander if they tried yeah (laughs) and for for anybody that doesn't know she is the titular character from the girl with the dragon tattoo Nika literally has fucking dragon tattoos on her face. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, that's, they, they totally ripped it off. Yep. (laughs) That's a hundred percent what they're doing. I thought that that was kind of funny. Um, but 47 is just blindly following orders and he goes and he is, uh, he's about to introduce Nika to some lead. And, uh, as just as he does another agent, uh, starts shooting at him with a sniper rifle, but this guy sucks and he misses everybody. He doesn't hit anybody. He doesn't hit Nika. He doesn't hit 47. And 47 splits and goes back 
to his hotel room where he turns on the news and goddamn Belikov, the Russian president, is alive despite his face literally exploding earlier. Goo, what did you think of this plot twist? <laughs> I... <laughs> well, I guess it makes sense. It makes sense in the long run, but I was... I was... Maybe I was just taking it at face value, but I was just like, you mean to tell me, <laughs> you know, like, that, that's what I did. But then, yeah, I mean, it's supposed to like they're supposed to be presenting it as like, oh, there's a conspiracy here. But instead, I was just like, well, that's fucking stupid if he's still alive, <laughs> you know. Oh, it, it was like brutal. It didn't make any sense. I was like, what the fuck? This guy's head literally exploded. Like we we saw that. Like, there's no way. And maybe if they would have, like, in the opening montage, like I was saying, if they would have really hammered home the idea that you make clones and shit like that, it, like, I could have been like, okay, like, maybe he got cloned or something. I don't know. But, they just uh, don't really yeah, sell. It, was, it was terrible. Yeah, they don't really sell any, like, I mean, he definitely is surprised, but, like, they don't really, I just don't buy, didn't buy the, like, surprise from Agent 47, so, like, I never really, yeah. I just wasn't into the moment. So that, you know, if I was into it, maybe I, I would be, like, just as, like, shocked. Like, oh, my God, you know, why why did that happen? You know, I got to know. But instead, I was like, okay, that's fucking, that's stupid, you know? Yep, I agree. <laughs> I was like, I, I was just like, what the fuck? Um, anyway, so it, it seems that uh, 47 has been set up. And there's two things that I want to point out here. The first of them is this is another movie trope that I feel like is also ridiculous. We're like, I don't know why all these like organizations constantly set up their best operatives. Why don't you set up your like mediocre ones or your patsies <laughs> that, you know, aren't going to be able to like single handedly murder everyone in your organization. So I was just like, why would you set up this guy of all the guys that you could possibly set up? Why not the fucking doofus on the roof with the sniper that missed everybody? Because, like, obviously that guy sucks. And then the second thing, Goo, is I was just like, um, I was just like, well, why did they set 47 up? Like, did he did he see something he shouldn't have? Does he know something? And I don't think the movie ever answers this question. Hmm. <laughs> I don't. I guess I don't know. I, I I didn't really understand. Not that I don't know. I just didn't really get what the movie was about most of the time. So things are making sense as we go through it a little bit more. They're clicking with me now. Um, but over the course of watching it to now thinking about it, I was like, yeah, I don't really know specifically what happened. <laughs> so um, I'm, I'm pretty sure that 47 asks the CIA dude later in the movie, like, why did they set me up? And like, I don't think he answers, and if he did, I didn't catch it. Because yeah, I'm, I'm, I still don't know. Like, why, why did they, why did they pick forty seven and set him up? That doesn't make any sense. I think there's probably an answer, but I don't know. Who the fuck knows? Well, um, let's keep it going here. Inspector Mike is arguing with a bunch of cops over jurisdiction about who gets to capture 47. And that's really fucking exciting. We actually, I feel like he spends half this movie arguing with uh, other cops about like who has the right to capture this guy. Yes. And <laughs> it's like, it's like, okay, like I get it. That's another like 
like classic trope too. cops arguing about jurisdiction and like yeah that this movie did not need that yeah like that that adds because then it adds a whole new you don't just have like the good guys versus the bad guys but you know you have like three parties involved so it makes a a good you know tense uh conflict but in this i was just like i I literally, I just don't care. Like, I don't care who is after him. And I, I didn't find like the tension or like the intrigue between all the parties in this particularly interesting. So maybe that had a lot no. more to do with it too. But it's definitely not interesting. Um, but 47 has definitely been set up. Um, we're back at his hotel room and the dude is barefoot and basically half dressed. And he gets a, he gets a direct tip from somebody. I think it's from Siri. Yeah, that's like why the, I was like, oh, uh, she's going to be like a character. Okay. And this is the first and last time you ever see who she is. You ever hear her. We don't know who she is, what kind of relationship she has with 47, why she'd be willing to risk her life like this. It like she he just gets an anonymous tip, basically. And it's like super fucking strange. Yeah. And then I, and it's like mostly gone after this, right? Completely. Yeah, like completely gone. Never mentioned again. Yeah, bad, bad writing, bad script, um, bad, 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 all around. But uh, Siri phones, and she's basically answering 47's question. He wants to know who could have, uh, who could have ordered the hit on Belikov and why they set him up. And he finds out that the person that ordered the hit on Belikov was Belikov himself. So some dicey shit going on for sure. Yeah. Um, you know what? That this could have been cool, actually, if they did it like like the idea is kind of cool, but like the execution is is like super awful. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that that thinking about that now, it, it makes sense. Like, so they didn't want people to know that he had this body double and this like whole plan in motion. So they probably wanted to kill 47 just so like no one but the top brass knew about the plan, you know? I mean, I guess, but like still you'd have to, so you you still go through the organization or whatever. You <laughs> set up the hit on Belikov, but like then he turns up alive. So people either know that 47 failed or that there's a body double. But like but like he fucking blew his face off. So like it's obvious that he didn't miss like, like there's no way that he missed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. Actually, I think we, I think there's a scene afterwards where Inspector Mike is showing like He's replaying some footage, and I think that the media digitally altered it to look like his face didn't get blown up when oh. when he got shot in it. Okay, I think I think that's what happened actually because I remember there being a scene where like he's watching the shit on the laptop, and I was like, "What the fuck is he doing?" And I think that must be it. Yeah, it could be. I think I think they more want people to not like realize that he put a hit out on a different man who was not really him. Like they didn't want that secret to become out to come out that like someone actually died, you know, <laughs> so that's probably like they don't want 47 to snitch or something, you know, it's it's super bad. It doesn't make I, any sense. I think the movie is also meant to present that like 47 has mixed feelings about his position and his job, but it just doesn't really come across, you know. I, I didn't get that vibe at all, actually, because like 
he was like he fucking stuffed C four down the one buddy's throat. He he was gonna go and kill Nika like without hesitation. Um, he doesn't seem to me like a man conflicted about no, not a, like killing. Yeah, people. I didn't mean about like the killing, but uh, more conflicted about like uh, his past. You know, like I don't know. I guess so. Like, yeah, I'm a weird I don't clone know. boy or something. I don't know. Maybe not. I'm just I'm it's, grasping. It's, it's here. pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. it's it's just it's bad. It's bad. That's it's that's the only word writing, I can yeah. come up with. Um, so the SWAT team breaks into his room and they get blown up, which is kind of cool. Uh, 47 dives off the balcony and lands in <laughs> someone's fucking uh, room and they're playing Hitman on their PlayStation. So stupid. They fucking, they linger <laughs> on the screen. This is the worst. It was so this bad. This is the worst case of the video game. The movie is based on having an actual screen with the game on it being filmed. <laughs> it was it was so bad. This is when I was just like, this movie is not going to be as awesome as I thought. But it wasn't even it wasn't even fun like in House of the Dead, where it's cut in with right. all the sc- it's just literally a static shot of the game. Like they weren't even doing anything in the game. <laughs> It, yeah, it was it was pretty awful, and it's like hey, it's like actually, man. I was I was just like, okay, well, I, I guess that's you know, this is the direction that we're going in this movie. It's it's not going to be as like cheesy and, and awful as I thought that it was going to be uh, in the first couple minutes here. So I guess this is what we're this is what we're this doing what now. We're stuck with. Um, so yeah, he fucking <laughs> they were playing Hitman. I will. I'll give some props though. There was a pretty cool sequence where like he gets on top of an elevator and like opens it and like headshots about six people. That was pretty brutal. That that was good. Yeah, that w- that one was a good case of you don't really see it either. Like they just imply it, but that one's fun because yeah. you like then they the person waiting at the bottom like the elevator opens up and like you discover all the bodies. That was fun. But then the rest of the sequence is just him kind of walking around barefoot in this hotel. Like, <laughs> like, oh, there's someone here. I'm going to walk this way now. And like, <sighs> oh, dude, there's so there's one sequence in here. And he, yeah, he's barefoot. So it's, it's this is ridiculous. There's one sequence where Inspector Mike is on one side of the hallway and 47 is on the other side of the hallway. And if this fucking maid comes out in like the middle room, she's now she's in the hallway. She's directly between them. Mike's like, get back in. 47's like, stay where you are. Mike's like, get back in. 47's like, nope, you better stay. And this maid is like looking at this dude covered in blood with no fucking shoes on. There's a police officer on the other side with a gun and a badge. And she's just like, like stunned. She's like, she's growing roots where she is. And I was like, okay, 47, like don't tell her to stay where she is. Like make your getaway for fuck's sakes. And like this maid, I I was just like. I was like, what are you doing? Move. <laughs> like This it fuck. this is the per- yeah, that was terrible particularly. <laughs> this is the perfect again, another perfect moment to have him doing what he does, which is like disguises, sneaking around. And like instead I get no actual like feeling of like the geography, like yeah, okay, he's in the elevator shaft. Now he's not in the elevator shaft. Now he's walking down the hall this way. Oh, now he's walking down the hall this way, you know, like it was just him walking around the same floor of a hotel room when, you know, I don't know. I would have, he should have snuck in like, I don't know. He should have done something, you know, he should have snuck around, killed some people. Dude, I'm, I'm watching this fucking scene with this maid 
and she's like every, everybody's frozen in time yeah like they're frozen and i was like I was like, run! Like, 47, you need to get away. Inspector Mike, you need to catch him. The maid, you probably don't want to get caught on the crossfire. Like, what? Like, move! Uh, people, move! Yeah. Like, they're, fu- they're fucking... They're saplings. They're growing roots into the dirt, into the earth. I was just like, Yeah, there's just a lot me. of meandering and standing around. I mean, he pulls out his guns, and it's like, okay, he's... He's sneaking away from these guys, even though he's doing his hitman pose with his two guns, like he's about to slow-mo dive out of there or something. So, But then he goes away from him. But then, like, then he's surrounded in a different hallway, and he could just go back, go the other way. And then he's like, no, now I'm going to unload on these guys. And it's just so unsatisfying, you know? Like, Yeah, it's, it's pretty and bad. And again, maybe, maybe we shouldn't have watched John Wick before this, <laughs> where there's actually <laughs> creativity in the action and the flow of the scenes and you you know I, I think of the red circle you really do feel like he's working his way up from the outside to the basement to the to the dance floor to the to the top part you know the balcony like this is just it's just like a guy barefoot tiptoeing around one hallway I, I truly do wonder if we would have enjoyed this more if we hadn't have just watched John Wick. Although I suspect, no, I think that we still would have not enjoyed this. No, yeah, I can't. I can't imagine. Um, it's pretty bad, though. 47 jumps in the river to get away. These policemen could not look more incompetent if they tried. And uh, 47 is still barefoot, but uh, he goes and gets uh, a suit and all that stuff. He's looking pretty sharp, actually, when he when he leaves. Yeah. I was like, this is the classic hitman look. I like <laughs> I thought this. He was going to try and blend in. <laughs> you know, but it doesn't matter because no one seems to notice him or care, even though he he does stick you know, out like a sore thumb. I don't know. So I, I was going to I was going to bring this up when we get to the train platform, but I'll just bring it up now. If I was Agent 47 and I'm trying to go undetected and I have a bald ass head with a barcode tattoo. And my head is so bald that it might as well be the top of a fucking lighthouse. I'd put a hat on. Like I'd buy a toque or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, yeah, he does wear a hat at one point, right? But it, it you can still just see it because of where it's positioned on his on his neck head part. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. I was like, I was like, this is terrible. But I did like the scene of him walking out, like dressed as Hitman the character. I thought that that was pretty cool. I mean, he looked, yeah, um, it was, he looked cool for a second when he doesn't like talk or emote. Like he yeah. does just look like the character. <laughs> okay, so before we move on here, Goo, I just want to play. Um, I want to, I want to put some names out there, and we'll put some faces to names because I was pretty confused about who everybody was okay. at this point. So Michael Whittier, a.k.a. Inspector Mike, is our good cop hero here. And Jenkins is his assistant. And uh, Yuri Markloff is the Russian agent. And this guy is obviously crooked. They're, I think they're still arguing about jurisdiction. But I was like, okay, <laughs> I think these three characters are supposed to be important. So like, I, I need to figure out what the hell their names are. Because I don't think... They tell you the one guy's name is Mike. I don't think they ever introduced Jenkins. And they kind of introduce Yuri Markloff at the end. So those these are the guys that we're talking about. Markloff, bad, evil Russian, Inspector Mike, good, Jenkins, he doesn't really show up too prominently in the story, but he's also good. Mm-hmm. Right. So there we go. <laughs> Just so everybody knows. Uh, okay, 47 is going to track down Nika to get some answers, and uh, he ends up 
abducting her. And he, he has this great line, make a sound and you're dead, he says. And she is screaming bloody murder. Like, yeah. I was like, okay, well, I guess, I guess he didn't actually mean that. No, right. No, it's, it's, it's just like, that sounds good to say. Um, yeah, this, I mean, this goes on too. This is another like movie thing that there are good, there are better movies that do this, but it when it's not done well, it's like, why are you doing this? But it's the whole, like, I'm abducting you, but for your own good type thing, you know? Like, where it's, it's yeah, like... I, I, I think that Nika is probably the worst character in this movie, and there's, like, a bunch of scenes that I'll point out later when we get to yeah. that that show why. But, um, yeah, so, so he, she is abducted, and Nika says that she was dating Belikov, which like, so she called him her boyfriend at the beginning, but then we're then we're later led to believe that she's like an escort or like a, a prostitute or something like that, and like Belikov owns her or something like yeah. that. But I don't know why she in particular would have been like needed to like I don't know why you would have needed to get rid of her specifically because like did she know more than she knew he had than, a double like the other ones she knew he had a double, and so. She'd probably f- it, just, it was it was a weird setup to me, I think. Yeah. Like, why was she so important? Because, like, you would imagine that this guy has, like, multiple prostitutes if, if that's kind of his his gimmick, right? Maybe they probably. Yeah, they probably just didn't trust her, I guess, to not snitch or something, you know, like. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Guessing that the fact that he, like, bought her, you know, like he probably doesn't think of her as like someone he could trust with his life or like secrets or something. It- I don't know. It also seems to me, like, no offense to Nika, but, like, it seems to me that they would have been able to kill her easily by themselves without involving yeah. 47. Yeah, totally. So, I I don't know. Like, she's literally alone in this fucking loft. Like, you could have just knocked and bam, wham, Sam, she's dead. Right. So, I, I don't know. know. It's it's pretty lame. Um, but here we go. We're going off to... Uh, to our next uh, set piece here. We see Inspector Mike, and this guy is obviously a smoker trying to quit because he keeps on putting a cigarette in his mouth and not lighting it. Did you notice that? No, I didn't. That's a great That's a he, great character choice. He d- he does it, like, several times in this movie, actually. I, I'm going to go ahead and say that um, the guy who played Inspector Mike, even though his role sucks, he probably did the best job of anyone sure, in the movie. Sure, yeah. Yeah. I, but, like, he, he still sucks. I like the one, like, <laughs> Russian... Not the, like, bad Russian cop he was dealing with, but the other, like, Russian military guy he was talking to. Like, the crooked um, Russian FBI guy? Uh, he had, like, the... It was more like the military outfit. I can't remember his name. He was, like, a bigger guy. Oh, I, I don't uh, remember Okay, him. well, he was just, like... Oh, like like the fat older yeah, dude? Yeah, yeah. He's just, like, a very yeah. Russian fat guy, you know? Yeah. <laughs> guy was awesome. He was cool. <laughs> He he was like such a dunce though. Yeah, but he was, which is actually awesome yeah, too. He was lovable. <laughs> All right, so we're at the train station, and uh, the inspector, Inspector Mike, says that he knows forty seven better than anybody. So he he guesses that he's going to show up to the train station. That's, that's and 40, 47 <laughs> does. That's something I I guess I didn't understand. Why did forty seven go to that specific train station? I forgot. Oh, I don't, I don't know. really remember. Who knows? So that's one thing I didn't I didn't buy was, and it bugged me a little bit. And maybe it makes sense to some eagle-eyed listeners out there. Maybe tell me where I'm wrong. But 
So I, you know, I like the part where he was like, my man doesn't miss or whatever. And so he knows, he knows like, okay, 47 is too good at killing. He wouldn't mess up. But I don't like that makes sense to me, but I don't know, understand why he knows 47 would go to this one. You know what I mean? Like, like I want, I want to feel like let in on it, you know, like, oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's a, there's a great. I don't want to go on too much of a tangent, but there's a great episode of the original Star Trek series where it's just a submarine battle in space. And a big thing about it is the two captains can't see each other, um, but their moves are calculated on like what they think the next person is going to do. And there's some logic behind it because you, you go, well, if I was in their situation, this is what I do. So they're like, they're thinking ahead, like almost like chess or something like, thinking two steps ahead of the game and you understand that. But in this, I just don't, I just don't understand why he thinks 47 would go there. So it just feels really lazy to me that it's like, um, I know exactly what he would do and I'm proven right because that's what the movie has him do. You know? Uh, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's such a it, minor like, thing, but it got me. It, I didn't even question that because I was like, okay, like he he goes to this train station or whatever. Apparently, everywhere else is locked down, but like, it really doesn't make any it sense why forty seven really. would do that. It like it like it doesn't like. But man, why what, like why wouldn't you just steal a car and, and drive or something like that? <laughs> or I I don't, I don't yeah. know, but yeah, it it doesn't make it doesn't make yeah. any sense whatsoever. But That's, we need to get here. Yeah, sure. So, uh, forty seven is not alone. Also, the uh, the old sniper guy who sucks is uh, is here, too. And uh, 47, like I was complaining about earlier, the dude's bald, the barcode tattoo, and he's not wearing a hat. And uh, he's being chased by this other agent. But, like, this guy is a doofus, and he's awful. And 47, like, dismembers him in, like, three seconds. Like, this, I was just like, what is the point of this guy? All, Who's he supposed to be? It was also very weak. I wouldn't call it a fight, but, like... I don't even think like the physicality of this was very convincing. Like it was the softest, no. softest takedown I've ever seen. I hated it. It was, <laughs> it was horrible. Yeah. And I was like, why is he, why is he sparing this guy's life? Like, does he know him? Is he like, was, is he like his mentor or something? I, I was, I was like yeah. waiting to find out. I was just like, this guy must be somebody, right? <laughs> like, or else 47 would probably just shoot him in the I head. He's going to like come question him. I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah, it was, it was, it was awful. Um, so 47 gets onto a train and uh, there's there's three other agents. Every single one of them is double fisting guns. It's like a Mexican standoff. They're oh, all pointing so guns good. at each other. That, that was so you good. Know, you know what this reminded me of? It reminded me of when they were like playing a murder in Savannah in the office when Michael's yeah. just like, there's been a murder. <laughs> just like it, it starts too because it's just like the two of them pointing their guns at each other and then more people show up. Uh, it's so funny. <laughs> it's so good. But so like, this is also a really awful job because like, I was just like, are all these, or like, is it every agent for himself? Cause like everybody's pointing their guns at each other. Right. But then so? like, it was the three of them versus him. Yeah. Cause they all like nod at each other and, and they're all pointing guns like at separate people, you know, <laughs> like. Yeah, right. So, so yeah. So 
47's like, how about we die with some dignity? And they, they drop their guns and they pull out fucking swords and start going ham, actually, which is <laughs> probably the best scene it in the movie. But so good. Yeah. The the fighting was I mean, it was a lot of terrible action, but it was just so funny that I actually really got into it. So just to finish up that point though, it's like the so the three of them were like the three of them were like very much against 47. So like it was, it was one against three, but like when they had their guns on each other, it was everyone for themselves. So I'm in my head. I'm like, okay, well if it's one against three, like if you had six guns on 47, he can only have two guns on you. And like, if you shoot him, he's done. Like, why wouldn't you just do that? I don't know. Cause they weren't pointing guns at him. Like the guy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it, it was lame, but the the sword fight is worth it. It was so ridiculous that they all just like pulled fucking swords out of their coats. Yeah, it was, the was, way it was, sh- <laughs> the, like the lead up to it was so good that it was really better than the fight itself. But like, even when they yeah. just like eject, eject the clips or whatever from their guns and like they slow mo fall to the ground, it's so funny. Um, yeah, it, it ruled. <laughs> yeah, this was. Uh, this is a pretty good fight, although there was a part in here that I didn't like, and maybe it's just because of like everything that's going on. But like, forty-seven, um, he does. He's fighting all these agents. He kills two of them like rather quickly, and he's fighting with a black agent, and like he ends up like basically hanging him. And I, I don't know. It, it made me a little bit uncomfortable, oh. but probably just probably just because of like you know everything yeah, in the I world. Guess so. But I, I was just kind of like, eh, I, I don't know if I'm. If I'm liking that, hey, like this is probably fine because, like, you know, whatever. It's just the imagery. It's an agent, yeah, it, it, yeah, and he, and like he just happens to be a black agent. I, I don't think it was a conscious choice or whatever. Like, I don't think there was any um, bad intent in there. But uh-huh. I, I was watching it and I was just kind of like, Ugh. there are, that that happens a lot with certain movies where like like different. I mean, even at that time, I guess that sort of visual had that context for you know, a century or whatever, but you know what I mean? Like sometimes you make a movie and then like certain, yeah. I'm, I'm sure the people involved with this movie have no foresight into thinking of what certain images could evoke to certain people, you know, other than we're trying to make a cool action movie. Oh. Yeah. I don't think there is any bad intention for sure. Like this movie kind of sucks, but it's not like, you know, out there to, to offend people. Um, but yeah, it just, I, I guess I just noticed it when it was happening. I mean, the movie is definitely like in other ways trying to be like, this is kind of edgy. Look at this, look at this blood splatter or even with like some, some of the characters, like, uh, the love interest, you know, was like, (laughs) she, she doesn't mind showing her tits, you know, like, (laughs) (laughs) I can't, I can't wait to get to God. So speaking of Nika, speaking of Nika, so 47 goes back and uh, this is this is actually kind of a neat scene as far as this movie goes. He grabs Jenkins and he shoots Inspector Mike and he's about to kill Jenkins, but uh, he he doesn't. And then he goes up and he's he's going to kill Inspector Mike and Nika, who for some reason is like hiding in like a box in this train station. I don't know how she got there. I don't know what she was doing. She just like. <laughs> She just appears and she's like, please don't. And then 47 just like listens to her and he's like, she saved your life. And I was like, this doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. 
because they they in the story have an immediate bond that like maybe maybe there's supposed to be something there with this like they both come from like a background of abuse you know and so they're they're supposed to maybe have this bond that they both understand though the movie doesn't get at that you know and and so like their immediate connection just feels so forced especially because they have no they have no chemistry like they're they're truly like two wet blankets together um Uh, yeah they have they have zero chemistry like smoldering chemistry i i wrote down in my notes whatever the opposite of smoldering is is what these fuckers have yeah like he's I get, I get, I don't think they touch it at all. Like the idea that like he would have empathy for her because of his background and vice versa. Instead, it's like they, there's that. But then otherwise it's just like, she was just like maybe saved from like, you know, being trafficked and all this stuff. And she's just like immediately horny for this guy. You know, it's like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Like, that doesn't it's it's really weird and like that's a little that's like, a little this, offensive to it, me like just as a as a uh intelligent viewer of of films you know i like it's I, it, even if they had chemistry it wouldn't be any better for sure but like the fact that they don't makes it even more awkward yeah like sometimes um, like yeah a lot of movies like this especially in this genre have kind of edgy complicated you know real world implications that aren't always great but like we go back to like prince of persia you know and the like random shit i complained about in that you know but like really the at least those two characters you know had some sort of rapport yeah smoldering chemistry smoldering but you know what i mean like this is even yeah. even that movie is like a little bit like we're doing the same the tropes you recognize from movies, but you know what I'm saying? Like it it at least like yeah. Well, from works. from this point on too, like you spend a lot of the movie spends a lot of time with 47 and Nika, and like it it's considerably worse I think in the second half than the first. Uh, yes, um, and, and the I think it's is I think horrible. it's oh yeah, and like I think it's specifically worse because it spends so much time with these two, and they just have like nothing going on and nika's written horribly but we'll get there (laughs) in a little bit um the immediate after effect of this fight has inspector mike again arguing with markloff the evil russian agent about jurisdiction again fuck me and if i'm understanding what happens here um right they basically took the old assassin they said that they caught the assassin and i think they mean to say the old guy because did they catch him or was this guy I don't think he was dead was he Oh I don't know <laughs> Hey I don't know they they apparently they're trying to cover it up so they say that they uh they caught the assassin so whatever Um the, I I hated the scene as well so they're trying to um establish like they're trying to establish Nika's background and like apparently she's been like tied up and she was like whipped by Belikov, and like her her boobs are out in this scene. Like I, I didn't like it at all. Actually, it was very like um, gratuitous. Maybe yeah, like it's very just like it, it we re- gotta get boobs in here, you know? 
But you know what? It, like, I, I don't even mind that. Like, like there's a scene in here <laughs> where, like, her tits are out, and it's like, okay, great. But, like, this scene is just, like... But, like, she's just, like, getting, like, whipped in this scene, and I was like, like, why is this in here? Like, I don't... I don't know that we needed to see this. Like, we could have like shown subtly maybe if or like like this isn't the kind of movie where like you want to build up bellicott like you know what this movie just tells us he's a bad guy and it's like okay that's good enough like we don't need to see him like whipping this girl yeah i don't know to me he has no character i I, I didn't like it i don't think yeah it's because there's too many Uh, there's too many moving parts in this really well and then like the the flip side of that too is like it makes Nika in my mind look bad because like she's being abused by this guy. But like when you're watching this movie, it's like she's staying at a loft. She's enjoying this nice life. So like, are, is the movie trying to tell us that like she's okay taking this kind of punishment in order to live this good life? Like, I, I don't know. Yeah, that's yeah. They It's she's so like, yeah, she's written pretty poorly, I think. Um, and just in general, the kind the, like, I just think it's such a, like tired concept um that it's like okay you've you've like escaped this like world of abuse and and like where you wish you were dead all the time uh but like your escape from it is to like also be held against your will uh and like thrown in the trunk of a car multiple times and like demeaned for being loud and but it's like it's a punchline and it's also it's also like now it's mistreatment, but it's for your it's for your own good, you know, it's for your benefit. It's so like Yeah, it's just it's, it's really weak. it's really yeah. bad. It's it's um, yeah, if it was one of those things and then there's <laughs> you know, but like like again, you mentioned James Bond. It's not like there's there's a ton of like super fucked up things in every James Bond movie, whether it's you know, the sexism racism or whatever you know but like this is just like the like the boiled down like husk of all of those elements you know with any unique element taken out of it so i just feel like you're just watching this like shambling corpse of the bad parts of these movies uh, like the thing about Bond too is like they they kind of do like the whole Bond girl with like a wink and a nod almost too and like it's charming because like like you you know that no girl is going to be like like that doesn't happen in real life right like there's there's no agent that's just like so charming that every girl swoons over him and like sleeps with him no matter what so like I can, I I enjoy that when they do that in Bond because it's it's kind of like a running thing it's like and they do it harmlessly I feel like but like yeah, yeah I, did, I, I didn't yeah, like this for sure. I, I didn't like this at all. Just the scene of her getting whipped was just like, and I, I think I didn't like it, especially because she was like naked because it did kind of feel like it's like, okay, well we want to show her tits and like, you know, we, you can do that without putting in the other shit too. Um, I, I don't know. I, the whole, I didn't, I didn't like the scene at all. <laughs> no. And uh, I don't know. It, it is, it especially, yeah, it, it stuck out to me if it, um, for all the wrong reasons. It feels similar, but yet like I'm not bothered by it in this in these movies but like in the two resident evil movies we've watched so far there's definitely there's always a scene where it's like and now we got to show you mila jovovich's tits but like for some reason in those movies it doesn't feel malicious (laughs) yeah you know what this reminded me of dude was in doom when they see that zombie girl's tits or whatever you remember that as opposed to the very wholesome 
Paul W.S. Anderson, the king, <laughs> saying, and here are my wife's tits. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, a family affair at this point, you know? It's it's just wholesome. I, I'm, I'm actually just going to jump ahead while we're talking about tits here. Like, there, like again, a reason that I hated this scene so much is, like, you did not need this. It, like, like, you're... They go to Istanbul, right? And they're staying in a hotel room. And Nika comes out and she is roll tied as hell. And she's like, her tits are out and she is looking, <laughs> she is looking fresh. And I was just like, okay, sweet. This is awesome. And, but like, also I was just like, okay, well then why the fuck did we need to see that before where she's getting whipped? I, I don't know. I just, I hated it. I didn't like that scene at all. Yeah. I, I feel like just with a little bit of dialogue, like you could have gotten that across. Yeah, I don't know. It yeah, it wasn't necessary for sure. Yeah, I like I, I and I I don't mean I don't want to come across like I I don't like like seeing tits in movies. I'm fine with that. But just like this this scene, I, I don't know. To me it was just like not it was not good. Yeah, I'm su- I'm actually surprised we talked this much about it, but uh yeah, <laughs> I guess too. I had a lot more to say about it than I thought. <laughs> um okay, so let's move on here. And uh, go to our next scene. Big surprise. We learn that uh, Belikov and Markloff are in cahoots. Uh, Inspector Mike planted a bug on Markloff and is now listening to them chat. And uh, apparently he speaks Russian because he's understanding what they're saying. And hopefully he's recording this so that he has some evidence. But uh, we move on to to the next scene. And like we find out that uh, this is where we officially find out. Or maybe it's not, actually. I, I, am, I don't know. I'm confused. Like we we're told for certain that Belikov has a body double who ordered the hit on the real Belikov, but like we don't know who the body double was beforehand, and I guess it doesn't matter. Oh, okay. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I don't I'm pretty know. confused. I don't know. Um, it's pretty weird. We're we're all over the place here. Um, I think we're in Turkey now at this point, and Forty Seven makes a deal with this CIA guy, and he says that. Uh, the deal is if if 47 kills Belikov's brother, who is a drug runner and like a slave runner, um, he will get a favor in return. And we don't know what that favor is, but uh, the CIA guy says that he'll try his best to make that happen. And I'm like, OK, who the fuck's this guy? Is he supposed to be important? <laughs> is he like maybe you know what? If this would have been the guy that gave him the tip earlier, that would that might have at least tied together yeah. a little bit. Now that I know, now that I know where it goes and it kind of makes sense, like, I think, I think there's enough elements here, like all of these elements we discussed that are, that are terrible. Like, I think there's plenty of, you could make a good movie out of it because like they have with, you know, like they've made like the born identity or something like that, you know, but like, yeah, it's just, it's just uh presented really wonky here. So yeah, I remember that scene and being like, Oh, great. Another guy. And it's just them having a conversation at a diner <laughs> or whatever. But yeah, I don't know. It's it's weird. It makes sense um, now. Yeah, so it, it makes sense, but it's just like, OK, here's a random dude like halfway through this movie. The only, the okay. only it has a decent payoff too. like it's the only good payoff, I think. Oh, OK. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I thought I thought it was like, eh, but whatever. Um, this this next scene is like truly atrocious. Like I can't say how badly Forty Seven and Nika's conversations are. They sound so awkward and forced and awful. Yes, they're at dinner. They're at dinner, 
And apparently Nika is really impressed with 47's memory. And she's asking him a bunch of questions and she's like, what color underwear am I wearing? Oh my God. And I was just like, it's just like, for fuck's sakes, you're not wearing any. I, gr- <laughs> I like, grew what? so hard. <laughs> oh, dude. I was like, what? what is going on in this movie? Is this what we're doing now? Again, they have... It's so, it's so there bad. There is no sexual tension with these characters. Like, it's so no, forced. They have, they have the opposite of chemistry. Like, the, the polar opposite of chemistry. Like, I do not want them to be on screen together. And... It was awful. <laughs> the, like for the final act of this movie, uh, it's actually really stupid from a story perspective, I think. But it's great for me as the viewer when they go, all right, see you later. I'm going on the final mission. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes. <laughs> uh, it's 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 fucking horrible. Uh, so 47. And I didn't I had to go back and like, like kind of look up basically what 47 was doing while he was in dinner uh, at this scene. So he's on a side quest to go and kill Belikov's brother. To do that, he needs to assume the identity of someone named Mr. Price. So he goes in and he kills three guys in the shitter of this restaurant and he injects Mr. Price with something. I don't know what it was, but apparently he's dead. And like, I, I don't know. Like he, he just assumed maybe he stole his ID or something. Fuck who the hell knows. But we get back to the hotel scene here, and th- I think that this is the most awkward and painful scene in this whole movie. It's so awkward that it literally hurts. Yeah. So Nika, Nika wants to bone. She gets on top of 47. She's, like, grinding on him, and, like, <laughs> she, she her tits are out again. And this fucking guy pulls out, I, I don't, what was this thing? Oh, like, he like tricks her or something. He, he like he injects her with something, oh, and yeah. she's she's out. Yeah. I I was just like, what is fucking happening here? I guess it works along with his previous characterization of he is like he is like the most unhorny person alive, which you know, which is fine. At, yeah, then, at this at this point, I would have been like, okay, like whatever, just bone. That's fine. I'm fine with that. Like, just get it get it over with. Um, but yeah, this this was even more awkward than that scene would have been, I feel like. Because it's like, what the fuck? And when she wakes up, she says nothing about this. Like, nothing. what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. She's just like, oh, yeah, what a great dinner we had. Even though you, like, forced me out of the restaurant before I was done and, like, tranked me when I tried to have sex with you. Like, oh, fuck. It's, it's so awkward. Yeah, again, awkward. they have just traded her from one shitty relationship to another one that she's just kind of like along the ride for and has no she has like no agency as a character or anything she's just she is just when you look at the cover of this movie and it's like his big ass head is there and then you see like a sexy lady <laughs> off in the background like that is exactly perfectly describing her character in this movie she she's there to be put in peril and to look roll tied. Yeah. That's literally her entire role in this movie. And, and just not to mention um, that side quest sucked. I was like, okay, cool, we got a side quest. But again, he does it did. He doesn't finesse anybody. Like they they spend all this time talking about how he's got this crazy memory, like almost like he has like a video game level of like super sense. You know, like he's got detective mode or you know. <laughs> whatever but then yeah it's just literally him going like come on let me in the bathroom 
And then, like, once he gets in the bathroom, even then, he doesn't need all this elaborate setup that he's there, because you know he can whip three dudes' asses, you know? Like, it's... It's... It's so strange. And, like, I thought that this was actually, like, super strange, too. So when he's on the side quest and he goes into, like, the bunker where Belikov's brother Udre is. So he, he like, he walks in and, like, he gets in. And then, like, within seconds, they're just like, oh, that's not Mr. Price. And then, like, nobody cares. They're just, he's, yeah. he's showing them guns and, and he, stuff. And I'm he like, He doesn't come disguised. What? He doesn't play any role. Like, that's, that's one thing that it, I, I, again, I don't really know as much. I've, I've only seen bits and pieces, but there is some of this in the older games. But one of the, like, there's like, there's so much unintended humor in the games because of Agent 47 playing these roles that his personality doesn't match. And and he's so deadpan and like sh- he is actually so straight faced that it's like hilarious, you know, so like just it would have been great to see him come in like pretending to be whoever they think he's supposed to be and they buy it even though he's like maybe bad at it, but they don't know he's you know what I mean? Like, but instead yeah. he just comes in and sits there and then the guy goes the, on a the spiel. dude looks like a fucking hitman like it's so bad. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I was just like, oh, okay, like, okay, I guess they don't care that he's not Mr. Price. Like, um, and then he, he just kills everybody like instantly. So like we, they don't care. So we not don't a, care. Not a good scene um, either. Not a great fight scene. There's a good explosion. No, I it think. was it wasn't. Yeah. No, not even that. It wasn't good <laughs> at all. Actually, it was, it was this whole scene just actually kind of sucked. He ended up he ends up shooting udre in the head and like that's it they're done yeah and so uh, i I was just like oh uh, okay uh cool i guess yes and that was that i think at this point we're on like mission number four <laughs> you know like i think this movie could have existed with just like three missions total <laughs> but just like make them big and impactful and weave the story in you know a little bit better but instead it's just like <laughs> Just yeah. him gunning like, someone down and then new scene gunning someone down, you know. So we have like this is our fifth country that we're in in this movie so far, because I think we're in Turkey now at this point. And it's like, like just slow down, slow down a little bit. It's, it's really bad. Yeah. And I'm I'm glad that this scene didn't last too, too long, but it, it last it didn't need to be in the movie at all. I don't think actually. No, like this side quest felt dumb. Um, anyways, we're luckily this is our last time that we see fucking 47 and Nika together. They're on, they're on a train and like, she shouldn't say shit about being tranked the night before. And like, she's desperately in love with him and they have a teary goodbye. And 47's like, I'm going to go kill Belikov because as long as he's alive, you'll always be in danger. And I was just like, so Oh my God. Lame. Like, like, no, it's <laughs> like, yeah, it's like get off this fucking train and go back to Russia, like or something, anything. Yeah, no, and that's just kind of that. that. Yeah, she comes back briefly in the end, but it's like, yeah. yeah, it's 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 bad. But I also I was just like, okay, great, like like the, at least at least these two are apart and it's done. Because like you know, I actually I'd be willing to say that before, even though the movie was like kind of you know, heading towards lame territory before the two of them got together. Like 
when the two of them got together, this movie just fucking nosedives. It's so awful. Yeah. I, I, this, I, I hate to say it, but I kind of, I mean, I'm still watching the movie, but like my brain completely, like it, it was slowly checking off out over the movie, but for this final act, this final action sequence, like I had totally checked out. So like, there was nothing it could have done to one win me over, no matter how well, like, fun the, or stupid. The final action sequence sucks yeah. too. It's not good. But, but like, it, even if it um, was good, I couldn't have enjoyed it. All right, so let's let's get there. Actually, before we get there, there's one scene with Belikov or like his clone and Markloff, and they're talking, and the dude is just like. He's talking about the process of becoming a body double and he's just like, yeah, to get my skin grafted and like this and that. And I was just like, what the fuck? Like, I'd I'd be totally okay with you just saying, like, I'm a clone that was I was created out of a clone machine. Like, right. I I guess I don't don't care. care. I don't care how the clones are made. Like the, the movie never tells you why. Like, they never tell you why you had a body double in the first place. They never tell you what the purpose is. They, they like, try and make it sound science-y. And I was like, fucking, just, just tell me that he was created from, like, a test tube cloning device. And I'd be totally down with that. I'm fine with that. I don't, I don't need this. I'm, I'm okay. Just, but, I don't just because nothing else. The whole really. cloning gimmick was so bad. Yeah. It's so bad. Um, but we do learn, so 47, the whole reason that he went and killed Udre was to lure out Belikov for the funeral, and he's going to kill him there. Um, tell me if you notice this. Every time that Timothy Oliphant talks in this movie, I was like, this dude is trying his best to sound like Keanu Reeves. Oh. And maybe it's just because we watched Wick. Maybe mm. it's just because I watched The Matrix. But he sounds like Keanu Reeves to me in here. He's definitely going for like a... Like there's something being like a gruff and like something being held back, which is why I think he looks like he's trying to shit <laughs> all the time. <laughs> um, but so I could, I guess I kind of see it like almost like there's times where he's like gritting and saying things through his teeth a little bit. You know what I mean? The, like oh, I think of Keanu Reeves, you know, <laughs> saying how fucking funny would it be if this movie was called Shit Man <laughs> instead of Hitman? Hit more like Shit Man. Oh. You put an S in front of that. That's exactly what I think of the Hitman. <laughs> How much cooler would this movie have been if if Bret Hart was the lead? Now that would be sick, dude. This movie would have fucking owned if Stone Cold was the Hitman and Bret Hart was the villain. Yeah. That would have been the ultimate. Oh my god! Uh, I think. I think um, yeah, WWE Studios has something on their hands there. So here we go. We're we're into the final mission here. Um, 47. I, don't, I actually don't really know what the gimmick here is, but 47 captures Marklov and he's like got him chained up to a bathtub. Right. And he's just like, tell your... So he says, tell your men to order a strike on Belikov. But I thought that Belikov was the one in charge, not like the FBI guys. So and and it seems weird that the FBI or the the Russian FBI guy would just like go along with this and be like, "Okay, I'll assassinate the president. No big deal. But apparently like that's his job. 47 tells Markov that like if he doesn't tell his men to to open fire on Belikov, that he's going to kill him. And uh, (laughs) I have no idea what you're saying right now. (laughs) It's it's really weird. So eventually uh, Markloff, <laughs> Mark 
Markov orders the the Russian FBI dudes to to shoot uh, Belikov as he's giving his speech at the funeral, and um, there's like this fucking guy misses, so he sucks. There's like glass in front of him, or like it's it's just like a really bad set piece. Actually, yeah. it's it's staged badly, it's shot badly, it doesn't make any sense. The point is, is that we we want to create a distraction. So that way the, the Russian cops come in and they're tear gassing everybody and there's mass confusion and 47 is able to slip in uh, finally with the disguise. He's finally got a fucking disguise I on <laughs> and, and take everybody on and he finally gets to Belikov. Great. So Good job, guy. Go. Yeah. The weird, like, there is some weird shit that happens, though, right beforehand. So... 47 starts fighting with another agent that looks exactly like him. And I'm not sure if it's supposed to be like a clone or a body double or like what Andy, is there's supposed no clones to be happening in this here. movie. <laughs> uh, like what is happening? Like, who is this you guy? You want there to be clones so bad. <laughs> I love it. I wish maybe if there were, it would be uh, explainable. Because there, there's another bald guy with a fucking barcode, and he like he just shows up randomly, and like I think they're supposed to like be trying to be getting the point across, like he's fighting like himself. Because I, I think that's what they're supposed to be like trying to say, or like, like he's fighting another highly skilled agent or something. But like the dude just randomly shows up. Yeah, I, I hated it. It was bad. Yeah, no, and the fight was it's bad. not good. Yeah, the action's not good. And he. And he, he, like, it's not even a close fight. Like, 47 just murders the guy. Like, no problem. He, he fucking curb stomps him, as a matter of fact. Which is uh, pretty brutal. That was cool. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of cheap, you, just you, cheap gore in this that is, like, I mean, you, it works a little bit. I'm like, that's if that's all it has going for it, I'm going to at least uh, enjoy it, you know? I, I didn't even enjoy that actually because I thought the fight sucked and like you couldn't see the curb stomp very well. I had to rewind it to to see it. So I I was I think by this point I was just like what the fuck like this is so horrible like get me to the finish line. Um, yeah. So yeah, forty seven. He shoots Belikov in the head again, and for some reason a helicopter comes and just like starts shooting the room that he's in. But then like. The helicopter leaves and like 47 is obviously not dead. So I don't know what was going on there. 47 <laughs> allows himself to be arrested by Inspector Mike. So I was like, OK, mm-hmm. um, I guess that's uh, that's it. And like you were talking about earlier, we do get a little bit of nice payoff here with the CIA guy. So that, that was kind of nice, at least. Yeah, though. Now that I like it's just like, did they really need a fourth or fifth party in this? You know what I mean? Like. Um, the movie, I'm, I'm sort of thinking now, like, I guess they go back in the end here to like him and the guy's home and that's supposed to be his, like the payoff for his character. But I feel like you could have just shortened this up a little bit, taken out that side mission and instead have, give the, give the guy who's chasing him the whole movie, uh, sort of the, uh how the the rock is in uh fast five where they're pulling a scam on some guy and then the rock is like this third party who's trying to stop them because they're criminals but they're our protagonists you know um but then in the end he realizes like the whole story of what goes on and he 
he lets Paul Walker and Vin Diesel um, walk away. You know, why not have that? Like, why not just have the guy realize? I, I thought it was so bad. Yeah. Actually, I thought I thought this whole thing was bad. First of all, the CIA randomly shows up in fucking St. Petersburg. So you've got the CIA, you've got Interpol, you've got the Russian fucking FBI, whatever they're called. It's like there's so many parties in here. So the CIA shows up. And they stop Interpol, which both of them are randomly in Russia. And it's like every, like every every agent that is arrested, 47, gets out of their car. And they're just like, who are these guys? And like every agent gets out. So like 47 literally just walks away. Like I was like, what what the fuck? That was so weak. Yeah. And then, yeah. So, so you go back and you finally catch up and 47 and, and Inspector Mike are in England. And he's just like, what what makes a good man kill or like something like that. And like, you're kind of supposed to believe that 47 is, has kind of underwent like a character change or like a face turn. But instead what he does is 47 drops the body double. I think the one from, uh, I don't know if it's the one from the end of the movie or like the one from Belikoff's office, but whatever I, he drops a guy he, who looks exactly like him. He might say the guy, that guy was like trying to kill him. I think. At least that well, that so, would be yeah. cool. Actually, so what, he, <laughs> you know? what what he does is he drops a body double who's supposed to be forty seven, and if it's not a clone, it should be because it's bullshit. Because he's obviously a different guy if he ain't a clone. Just make clones like, he drops happen. This, Come on, movie. <laughs> he dro- he drops this fucker, and he's just like, "This is what's gonna happen. You shot this guy in, in self defense, and like you you murdered him. You're a good man. You killed him. Um, if you don't go along with my story, I'm gonna come back and kill your family." Like that's that's what forty seven says. So it's like this guy isn't a good guy. He's still like going to kill innocent people. Like there's no re- there's no redeeming qualities here. There's nothing. That, uh, yeah, but you know he's he's got to he's got to be uh, keep up his uh, persona, right? <laughs> it was horrible. And and then and then you have the end of the movie in in fucking St. Petersburg you see Nika walking along the streets like nothing happened even though there's probably still people out to get her and there are by the way she was probably going to be shot in the head if 47 hadn't flown back and and shot her assassin i was like how stupid are you and then the movie just ends it's over it's done yeah um yeah they i mean they imply that cuz he he like saved her from being assassinated again in this final scene that like they imply it. So I guess the ending is sort of that. I guess it kind of makes sense for how like detached and unhorny he was for her, but still still likes her or like something empathizes with her that well, he he bought her like that, that vineyard or whatever in yeah. France or something so like they that sort of imply that he's going to like protect her. Because he he says to the guy, like, I warned you, don't go after her. But he's going to have to keep doing that. But then he's, like, looking at her through the scope. You know, he, it's not like... I, I, maybe I'm looking too much into this, but it's sort of implying that he will remain a distant caretaker of her. Which I guess kind of makes sense with what we have gotten from his character. But uh I think a better a better uh, movie could have maybe pulled that off actually too now that it, like that's an interesting idea now that I think about it but uh it sucked here. I, I thought it was fucking horrible. I thought it was so yeah. bad actually. And then like like literally the movie just ends. 
Like it's just it's, it's just over. like credits. No. Yeah, it it doesn't feel yeah. natural. No. Yeah, they're just like get me out of here as quick as we can, and I. Yeah, I don't know what's what's happening in there, but that's mercifully the movie is is done. Yeah. So I feel like no character arc was developed. It wasn't as cheesy and ridiculous as we wanted, and the action sucked. And like it, it wasn't even goofy good action. It was just like really bad. And I think that forty seven and Nika is probably by far the worst on screen like pairing we've seen in our virtual theater journey so far. Th- these dudes make Michael Fassbender. And Marion Couture look like 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 uh, smoldering. Yeah, it's so bad. It's so bad. I'd back that. Yeah. Thank God it's over. <laughs> All right. Really quickly, this movie actually made like a ton of money. It made a hundred million bucks at the box office. So I'm a little bit surprised that they didn't go in for a sequel. Um, but as you can imagine, Rotten Tomato, like critics shit all over it. It has a 15% critic score and somehow a 57% audience score. Critics consensus, Hitman features the unfortunate combination of excessive violence, incoherent plot, and inane dialogue. And it's hard to argue any of that. <laughs> yeah, that's that and hits the nail on the head. Well, I don't think we need to go over any other reviews. You know- that- think we're pretty much there is a noteworthy review that i i wanted to mention which was roger ebert's review um there's there's nothing actually in it that particularly is like a too thought provoking it's kind of just a mundane review but he does give it three out of four stars (laughs) (laughs) which was amazing um and i yeah so i read it because i was like like not that I, I just you know I there's certain film critics that I respect a lot and he's one of them you know and so I was like give me give me something you know give me like just a morsel to to chew on to think about this movie and like at least come away with it with anything but there was really there was really nothing the only th- the only thing I really liked was he starts off his his uh, review by saying well if I was a secret assassin. Uh, whatever organization um i don't know if i would tattoo barcodes on the heads of all of my assassins (laughs) but then he just goes on to say like yeah you know it's not really a good movie but it's you know (laughs) it's fun or something i was like come on man three out of four stars (laughs) wow yeah that that is shocking to me he must have he must have just caught it on a good mood or something like that yeah let's wrap this episode up um, Gooey, you've played Hitman. Let's ask the questions here. Did this capture the essence of what makes Hitman Hitman? I, so, I, again, I'm not like the biggest authority on Hitman in general, but just from what I have liked about the games I have engaged in, it does not have it. Like, I like, or really any of the like spy assassin fiction it's trying to, uh, emulate here like i don't know it has no tension really um you know no fun missions no uh no sneaking (laughs) um you know i've always i don't know i've always actually pitched that uh (laughs) you could do a a video game version of the movie halloween (laughs) and make it play like hitman because there's a lot of sneaking and uh disguises <laughs> that Michael Myers does 
<laughs> and what a, and that that remind me of Hitman. And so long there's we can get into that more. But long story short, I think the Halloween series of films are a better Hitman movie than any of them are a better movie as Hitman than this is as Hitman. Uh, that's, you know what, that's fairly well said, actually. I agree with that. I, I've never played the Hitman game, so I, I can't comment, but, like, if this is the vibe of those games, I never want to play them, so, yeah. <laughs> um, alright, let's, let's wrap it up here, Goo. Thumbs up or thumbs down? I think I know which way <laughs> this, this is, is a going. Big, it's a big thumbs down. I... Yeah. I, yeah, I hated this. I, I to the point where, yeah, my brain totally shut off. And like, I just couldn't even engage with it by the end of it. I, I was so done with it when it was done. Yep. Make it to this was, this is awful. Um, yeah, it was just, it was bad. It was really bad. Awful performances, awful script, no chemistry, awful characters. I had like Nika was awful. Uh, Shitman was awful. <laughs> <laughs> It was, it was terrible. It was miserable. It yeah. was bad. So boring. Too yep. many people in it. I don't know. No, there is one good action scene where they're going ham with the swords, but it's uh, like thirty seconds. I long, think that, but it's pretty good. Yeah. It's, so uh, this is this is another classic example of the virtual theater episode about the movie being far superior to the actual movie. <laughs> yeah, I did itself. have a lot of fun. Uh, hopefully, <laughs> this doesn't turn people off the negativity. Hopefully, you had fun kind of ragging on the movie with us <laughs> i i think that i think that people like when we shit on movies i, I think even more than when we love okay. movies actually that's good because i don't um, as much <laughs> that's just me all right well we're gonna be back next time we're gonna be covering tron that won our last poll about movies about video games but we are looking forward to the next poll and of course, the only place that you can go and vote is over on Twitter at Virtual Theater X. And goo, we've got some heavy hitters here coming oh, yeah. up that I'm excited about. And I'm not sure exactly which one of them is going to walk away the winner here because I think that there's three candidates in one jobber, but you never know. <laughs> so let's let's get into it. Uh, for the next time, poll option number one is going to be Warcraft, and this is returning for the third time, second, uh, third yeah. time. I think yeah, the third probably. time um you know and i heard that this movie was pretty good so if this one <laughs> i wouldn't be too mad at that actually uh, it looked like okay i saw it in theaters <laughs> and uh oh boy it was very confusing let's just say that too maybe uh maybe i'll feel differently this time around oh boy okay well that it's got my vote right there just for that the second poll option <laughs> i am excited about this one <laughs> We were looking for, we didn't want to put poor Wing Commander back on the poll, so we ended up with this fine choice. Zone of Enders, 2167 Idolo. What the fuck is this? I, I don't I, know. <laughs> you know, Zone of Enders is a uh, Hideo Kojima game, which I've been meaning to play for a long time. It's like a mech warrior in space, kind of a Gundam kind of a game. And... Uh, that's all I can say about the Zone of Enders 2167 Idolo. So, you know, if you if you fancy the underdog, maybe this one is for you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Poll option number three, we got Halo Forward Unto Dawn. This is the first time that it's on the uh, the poll, so I'm expecting big things out of Halo. This is uh, a fan favorite of a lot of different people, so yeah. we'll uh, we'll see if it can pull it off. I remember liking this. I watched it back in the day, but who who knows? You know, I never I never watched it actually, so I I would be down to watch it because I've played um I, I played the Halo trilogy and Halo Reach, but I kind of fell off after that. So maybe this would kickstart some uh, some desire to get back into it. Most definitely. The last poll option, the the wild card here is poll option number four, Animal Crossing the movie. Now, you may be listening to this and asking yourself, there's an Animal Crossing movie? Yes, there is. It was released in 2006. It's a Japanese movie only, but we have secured the the release. I just was sent the MP4 of this movie from our Lord and Master, Linkario, who uh, who tracked it down for us. So this is poll option number four. We have the movie. If this wins, this will be definitely the first time that uh, I will have seen anything about this movie ever. I've seen some clips. It looks cute. It's a little cute animal anime. Let's let's do it. <laughs> uh, you know, and I I kind of made the the bet that with how hot New Horizons is right now, I actually think that Animal Crossing might. Might be the favorite here. So go over to Twitter, at Virtual Theater X. Vote on which movie you want us to cover next. Poll option number one, we got Warcraft. Poll option number two, Zone of Enders, 2167 Idolo. Poll option number three, Halo Forward Unto Dawn. And poll option number four, Animal Crossing, the movie. Whew. Feels like, uh, <laughs> it feels like a classic virtual theater episode that we finally sunk our teeth into today, yeah. but I'm glad that we did. Yeah, but definitely. This might be a thing too, where it's just like you, uh, it's like where you, uh, when you jump into a pool and the water's all cold and it's shocking at first, um, maybe now that we've dipped back in the pool, well, I guess we're watching Tron next. So <laughs> that's a, that's a banger, but maybe once we watch some more terrible movies, it won't be so uh, so upsetting to us personally. <laughs> we will see. Um, that's going to do it for us for this episode. We want you guys to head on over to Twitter and give us a follow at Virtual Theater X. I am at Spateri316 and Goo is at Gooey Fame. Um, if you are considering supporting the show, the best way to do that is to head on over to Patreon, patreon.com forward slash virtual theater. Uh, we got tons of good shit over there. We just recorded the latest Legend of Zelda um, bonus episode where we're covering the cartoon episode by episode. So that's been a lot of fun. And like we was saying, you can hear all of the uh, bonus outtakes and stuff like that. We have conversations about really kind of whatever we uh, we happen to be talking about. Um, so that's over on patreon.com forward slash virtual theater. We want you to head on over to SoundCloud, to Spotify, to iTunes. You know the drill. Wherever you get your podcast, like and subscribe to the show. Recommend it to a friend. That would be awesome. And uh, leave us a five-star review if you think we've earned it. That's going to do it for us this episode. Goo, is there anything that you want to add before we get on out of here? Um <laughs> No, thank you so much for bearing with us. <laughs> but we must mercifully end this as well. Yes, please. Dear God, please. We'll see you guys later. Thank you for listening. And uh, until next time. <laughs>